What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I don't, I, I don't, you know, this might be the only guest that I've had on the show so far that that has this many downloads because he also happens to be a podcast host of the number one mortgage podcast, Mortgage Marketing Radio. And it only has, you know, a little over half a million downloads. No big deal. Uh, mine has 8,000, you know, so I'm a pretty big deal, Jeff. But Jeff Zimfer, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of what you do. Man, I'm a big fan of what you do. We are big fans of each other. And we love to help people. And so you have you have such a cool story because you spent years as a national sales trainer inside of the mortgage space. And then several years back, you kind of decided to go your own way, kind of be able to do your own thing. And so now you have the, the Mortgage Marketing Institute, which I've spoken, where you have a private group of, of mostly lenders that, that you coach and educate and, and help them grow from a marketing perspective. And so, man, you, we could go so many ways with this, with this conversation. But I want to start here and just see what happens. What doesn't get talked about enough in our attempts to help realtors and lenders market themselves better? Yeah, uh, great question. There's there's a number of things that come up for me on that. But I think for the limited time that we have, what doesn't get talked about enough is what you just mentioned. You only have 8,000 only. Like we under only like, like that's something we're, we're too busy comparing. We're in comparison mode too often. I think yeah, the social media so game because I, and it happens to all of us, right? I guess that's just nature of the beast. It's also a little bit of what fuels social media though, is, is when you think I heard somebody once say that society today, we're in a world world of, of, of performance, um, Performance, and I forget the other way. Anyway, it's all about performance, right? It's all about like yeah. how you showing up, your perfect life. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think that's just creates some immediate issues and resistance for people who want to try, but they feel like they're already behind the eight ball because I only have eight thousand, because I only have one hundred and twenty whatever followers, or because I'm like not even on. So I think the the thing that doesn't get talked about enough about is like we all start from somewhere, and 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 that's pretty much ground zero. <laughs> Yeah, the cases, and that's okay. You know, it's okay to fail your way forward. uh, Yeah, it it does need to be talked about more because I literally I was sitting on the couch last night with my wife, and I and we hit eight thousand downloads, and I was like, "Honey, can you believe that we have eight thousand downloads on the podcast? Like, that's crazy." 
Well, look and then at, three I minutes could, ago, could... you tell me that you have half a million, <laughs> and I'm like, golly, I suck. I'm you know, it's it's just so easy to go to both ult, you know extremes of the spectrum so fast. I could do the same thing and look at other podcasters that we all know and that I follow, and I can see, oh, you know, Pat Flynn has 30 million downloads. Okay. So you yeah. want to keep playing that game? Right. I think it's a losing game. 100%. 100%. And I, I'm not going to even try. John Maxwell has a really powerful quote about comparison that mm-hmm. I don't even remember. But mm-hmm. there's just so many more people that are going to cause us to lose than will cause us to win. Yeah. And yeah. and it's a it's a struggle. And so how do you like cuz you you coach for a living and and you know like every lender that you work with they all struggle with, you know, one day they're the narcissist and the next day they're curled up in the fetal position because they think they're the worst lender on the planet. So mm-hmm. how do you coach people through the ebbs and flows of, oh my gosh, that video got to a thousand views. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, oh, that video got seven. Ugh, I'm the worst. How do, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we protect that? I think one is you've got to be in it for the long game um, and you can't base your success entirely just on, you know, what, what they call vanity metrics, right? View counts and likes and all that kind of stuff. I think if, if anything I've learned both about myself, per, why I started the podcast wasn't because I was like, oh my God, I want to get half a million downloads or, oh, I want to get rich off a podcast. You know, that's not the game. And I think anybody who starts with that intention winds up either not producing great content um, right, doing it for the wrong reasons, and it shows up, um, or they just bow out because they don't get the results fast enough. Um, and I think uh, of uh, I, ta- I remember interviewing a number of people. Kyle Seagraves, one of being the most recent ones, his YouTube channel. Um, and what I've found is that the people succeed with content, with showing up online, like you, come from as as cheesy or cliche as it might sound, come from the heart. Come yeah. from a place of they really want to serve and 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 add value. And by the way, adding value and serving in terms of helping people understand how to buy or finance a house, that's a place of serving. And I think that there's a distinction though, and a fine line is that the real secret where you dig a little bit deeper is you're not producing content in the hopes of generating a lead or a sale or anything like that. You're producing it from the sheer standpoint of, I hope this adds value to you, if nothing else. Yeah. So that's so easy, I think, for you and I to talk about and comprehend Mm -hmm. because that's what we do, Mm -hmm. right? We've committed our lives to creating value in this industry, but to the cold-blooded salesperson that's been in the sales game for two decades and all they know is legion, 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 close, close, close. You know, how do you, how do you help take, like if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, I want to be more from the heart in what I do, but like, man, I just really love money. And, and I, my goal is to just make more money. Like how do we help people cross that gap to from selfish content to serving content? Yeah, that is a great question. Honestly, I don't know that you can. Okay. Um, so uh, let's unpack that. So the, what does that mean? Like, there's just ugly people that were like, sorry, bro, you are too far <laughs> gone. You love yourself too much. You know, like, because yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. So what, like, what does that mean? Well, I, I, it means that I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong. 
I mean, let's face it. Why do you why do you start a business for profit, right? To hopefully sure. uh, yeah. earn a profit, or else you won't be in business. But ultimately, the business is supposed to serve, solve a problem too. Um, now, and I think this also there's different business models. We all know call centers succeed, right? And they do well. There's a little company called what's it called again? It rhymes with Wiccan. I can't remember it. Mm, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I've never heard of them. Yeah, little company, but you know, call center like that whole model of buying ads and paying for leads. That is that is a version yeah. of a business model that yeah. can work, and that is right for some people. I know a handful of people who do extremely well with that model. That just doesn't happen to be, I think, your I our model, or, yeah, or, or, or other people. So it's not that there's right or wrong. It's whatever feels most. Here, I'll tell you this. So when I got started, I was an originator back in 2003. Uh, went to work at a friend's company and uh, we were doing subprime loans, refi loans, internet leads, right? So these internet leads come in, you call them, hey, Mr. Mrs. Smith, whatever, blah, 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 do the pitch and everything. No relationship, all price-based, you know what I mean? Just churn and burn transaction. Didn't like it at all. Hated yeah. it, right? That's me. Sure. Other people thrive in that industry. Yep. You know, in that version of it. So I think it's, you know, got to get clear on I, anybody listening to you, by the way, I don't think is in that other camp, you know, again, probably wrong. not. I've probably, yeah, I've probably chased all those, <laughs> all those people out, but that, but that's the greatest advice. I think Jeff is that do what works for you. Right. right. We get so caught up and like, we make a decision, but then tomorrow we see somebody doing it better. So now mm -hmm. we're like, well, maybe that wasn't the right decision. It's like, just pick a lane. Mm-hmm. And go run in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. Be, that be, that's that's what be I think. true to your be true to your school, man. Like, yeah. 100 percent Be true to who I, you are, what you're all about. Jeff, I want to ask you something random because I, I haven't asked anybody this question on the what what will be this episode will be like episode like almost 70, I think. Okay. Um, and I've never asked this question. Because to do what you do well, to have a podcast with over half a million downloads and almost mo and most of your podcasts have a guest on, right? So you are an unbelievable question asker. That art is lost amongst most people, mm. right? Most people only know how to answer questions. They, they have mm. no idea how to ask. So I, I, I think it will serve the audience extremely well to educate them on like, how do you get good at asking questions? And like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. uh, simple answer. Be curious as hell. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's very simple, but it's just my DNA is I'm just, I just really want to know the story behind the story. You know, and dig deeper and find out just not, you know, the, the what, the who, the where, the why, the how, what color of it, what time of day was it? Well, how were you feeling that day? Were you sweating a little bit? Did you have a bad meal? You know what I mean? It's like, I really want to get to, because a lot of, I've, you know, a lot of podcasts are very surface level uh, in and out of this industry. And it's very kind of generic. And, you know, here's the play card and it's boring. You know, um, anybody can, my thing is this, anybody can play that. Right. So that's one, be curious. Number two is, um, uh, these things you and I are wearing right now, these headphones, to me, these are the listener's ears. And I'm always listening through this. I'm always processing every, every th thing somebody's saying for me. I try and stay on that track of, does this resonate with the listener? Does this resonate with the listener? And if not, I'm going to ask, pivot, switch, whatever. It's good. Yeah, simple formula.
I wonder why it, I wonder why it's such a lost art for people to like ask questions, you know, cause most, like most lenders on social media, they just know how to post crap. Mm-hmm. Like very few of them have a question attached to create engagement, right. Mm. To, to, to help kind of fuel the algorithm. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know why that is. I think, I mean, again, I think there's, I, I try and also be conscious of not giving an answer that is, you know, supposed to apply to everybody. Cause right. Everybody's different, different situations, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think part of the answer is that people, people aren't willing to go deep. They aren't willing to invest in relationships. You know, they want the quick hit, the quick fix, the sales DNA. We're so conditioned to show up in a sales mode uh, you know, with what I post and it's, it's weird. It's, I remember interviewing, uh, Marcus Sheridan. I don't know if you heard that one, but he, uh, he owns a website. I forget the name of it pools. He owns a pool company and, um, he has the largest trafficked website pool website company in the world. He gets a million visitors a month in summertime. Oh my gosh. For above ground pools, bro. <laughs> above ground pools. Unbelievable. Doesn't even sell in ground pools, all fiberglass pools. And there's this whole story on the podcast about how he changed his, and then he wrote a book, which I highly recommend everybody get called They Ask You Answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, speaking of telling the truth and just, you know, investing in relationships, he switched his business when he decided to put out a bunch of content that deals with the first question you asked me, which was, I just want to add value no matter what. Yeah. And so he would put out content about why fiberglass pools are great. Why in-ground pools are great. Maybe you don't need a fiberglass pool. Maybe an in-ground pool is the pool you should have, which by the way, if he puts that content out there, he has no benefit whatsoever. He does not sell in-ground pools. Right. And so he was a bit more interested in the value, the relationship and being authentic, real, transparent, all those buzzwords we love, but just trying to show up and be of service, right? Instead of being of sales, and of course, this is what people love, right? They want to engage with that. It's 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 yeah. refreshing, um, you know. And so all, all of a sudden, he creates this incredible business and turns it around. And next thing you know, he's a speaker, author, coach, all this kind of stuff for a uh, company. It it's unbelievable. And we'll 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 link that that episode in the show notes to make it easy for people to find. Because it, what what I'm fascinated by is in his attempt to kind of talk you out of buying what he sells. Yeah. He's showcasing to you how great of a human he is, which right. makes you want to use him that much more. Talk about trust. Yeah. What's the expectation? The expectation is you're going to tell me everything I, I should know to buy from you. Right. And when he doesn't, they're like, wow, that's refreshing. Right. I mean, can you imagine if an LO did a video after they hear this episode that basically they titled why you shouldn't buy a house right now? Yeah. I've seen a realtor do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would, people would be like, wait, what? Like you, you're, you want me to not use you for a loan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just yep. instantly, because I, here's where, where I really have been struggling lately, Jeff, is that I am so frustrated that our industry focuses so much on the next transaction mm-hmm. instead of the next referral. Mm-hmm. Because if I get the right person, they can turn me into the, 10 referrals. Yeah. But the next transaction is just one transaction. 
that's again, mindset. That's all we're thinking, you know, next deal, next deal, next deal. Um, so I think that's part of the answer too. like, you know, we opened this up with is mindset. And I've been doing a fair amount of time around mindset and identity and things like that. You know, I think of the book, I see it up on my shelf here, Atomic Habits. I've got two copies of those. Um, I recently gifted that to a friend of mine who wanted to lose some weight for him. He's, it changed his whole perspective about yeah. habits, you know, yeah, and mindset and how do you see yourself? Cause I think that's, that's the fit. Like if, if, if I, if I take you way back to when I moved from Maine to San Diego and I drove across country, I literally left a car that I paid $400 for. I left it in the parking lot <laughs> and just abandoned it. I thought the cops were going to track me down, you know, <laughs> I mean, who oh I was gosh. back then mindset, <laughs> right? Different. You've got to shift like how you see yourself yeah. and who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world, you know? So who, who do you recommend for people listening that are like, man, I need, I need to work on mindset more. Who do you follow or, or, or pay attention to in that kind of realm that, that helps you with that kind of stuff? Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Give me a second to come up with, cause in the moment I'm blanking on his of last, course. last name. Mm, 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 mm. God, why do I do this? And maybe you can edit this out <laughs> because we're human. No, I don't edit out anything, right? You this is edit. real life. And this is, yeah, sometimes we brain fart and we're like, wait, what, what was I going to say? I don't like, to me, this is a really cool moment because what are we going to teach our people to do? Like yeah, power yeah. through. Right. So, all right. So this is, this is easy for me. Actually, let me give you this. James Clear, who is the author of yeah. Atomic Habits, yeah. spends, spends a fair amount of time going through mindset, right? Yep. And, and yep. how you think about success, like how you define success. So that's one. And now I've got the space to think about the second name. Uh, the second name is Jim Fortin, F-O-R-T-I-N. Okay. I don't know um, him. Yeah, he's not well known. I interviewed him actually probably three years ago, um, and a lot of people liked that episode, um, Jim Fortin episode. But he's he's a big one about mindset. For some, it's a little woo woo, right? Because he calls himself the leader in subconscious self transformation. Oh, there's a right. mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying you're going to like all this content, but his stuff about mindset and identity, I think, is is what I really got value from there. It, yeah, it's huge. And I mean, we've, I just think in general, we need to just pay closer attention to like, what are we putting in, into our, into our minds? Yeah. Just yeah. Well, I remember, what TV I remember. shows are we watching? You know, like we just feed mm -hmm. our minds such crap if we're not yeah. careful. And then we wonder why we don't have creativity. We wonder why we don't ever know what to post about because we're not feeding our mind anything worth regurgitating. I remember uh, so recently I turned my kids on to uh, Jim Rohn. You know Jim yeah. Rohn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old school, baby. Yeah. Uh, and Jim, Jim Rohn, of course, many people know was Tony Robbins' first mentor. Um, I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, I worked for Robbins like 30 years ago. Oh, really? I, I'm old, man. Like, you know, this, this whole, this is all uh, AI here. It's not my actual face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I got a chance to see Jim Rohn live uh, and oh, met, him, wow. met him very briefly backstage. And, oh my uh, gosh. To me, that's, I have a more emotional connection to Jim Rohn than I do Tony. 
I'm like even getting emotional thinking about it. I can, I yeah. can remember walking backstage and he's sitting on the couch with his team and stuff. And I walk up and I shake his hand. It's just like, phew, it's crazy. Um, what am I saying? Uh, and then of course I turned my kids on to that recently. Like I, you know, we got for dinner on a Monday, come back. All right. It's Jim Rohn session, man. We're going to do this. And uh, they've really enjoyed it. But Jim Rohn's another example of mindset. And he used to have this saying that Tony kind of borrowed creatively, <laughs> which, which was stand guard at the door of your mind. Mm, be careful, be careful what you let, let, let in, because, you know, just like the old thing, be careful of your words because your words become actions. Be careful of your actions because your actions become habits and your habits become your identity. Yep. So I want to go back because we could have talked about a hundred people and you yeah. wouldn't have got 1% emotional. But you just say Jim Rohn's name and like you had to pause to, to collect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can only hope that one day I'm able to leave a mark on people that just by saying my name, it just floods their mind with just the most positive of thoughts. What is it about out of all the people, right? I mean, You've done hundreds and hundreds of episodes. You've interviewed some of the greatest minds in the world. Like, what is it about Jim Rohn that does that for you? Yeah, the truth is, is as to why I get emotional about that. Um, the truth is, is because I have a, now an association of Jim Rohn's teachings not only did the impact of my life and, and, and how it's, and by, I am by far from perfect or like highly evolved or anything like that. Right. But I would say that I've done some things consistently throughout my life that have produced positive results, which come from mindset, right. And identity yeah. and things like that. And come from habits that I'm now trying to pass on to my kids who are both teenagers, 19 and 17. Woo. And yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why I get emotional about that is because I want the, the best for them. And yeah. I want, I want them to understand. Cause I think one of the things Jim Rohn says is you got to understand how things work. Right. And I want them to understand how life works. Yeah. You know, and, and cause they don't get it from school and there's so much crap kids have to deal with today between all the stuff. Yeah. And you know, my, my kids, they've had their challenges as teenagers and I'm just hoping that I can continue to be an example for them. And one way I do that is through sharing with them stuff that's made a difference in my life. For example, Jim Rohn. And isn't that also like, I think what makes us good at our jobs, what makes a lot of friends that you and I both share good at what they do is the love we have for our children. It, it, it truly spills over into everyone. Yeah. Right. Like I like my life statement, my mission statement in life is to leave people better than I find them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. period. Right. It's it's not, you know, squeeze the most out of every person I come in contact with. It's not, you know, get the most out of them for my own benefit. It's just I want people to go, man, I didn't get to spend much time with Kyle. But in the 10 minutes that I was in the green room with him, mm. man, he he changed my perspective. So I'm curious about you. Do you have to do that consciously? Do you have to think about that? And like, what about when you're down or whatever? You know what I mean? Is that a thing, you, a place you go to? I, I, I think it's 
Well, I think it's to go back to the Jim Rohn quote, you know, well, you already said the quote. I don't remember how you said it, but, you know, being protective of what we let in. Right. So I think it's a never ending battle Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that says, man, if you want it, Jeff, take it, Mm -hmm. go take it. Like we live in a taker's world. Mm -hmm. And so Um, I am like, I have to constantly fight, you know, to even when I'm doing as much like video content as I do. Mm-hmm. 90% of my videos don't literally produce leads, right? Right? They don't make me money, right? but it's, it's, it's an ecosystem that over time creates opportunity. And so I, I have to constantly be reminding myself like, bro, just because this video didn't bring you what you wanted, just because this podcast episode didn't get to this many downloads, it doesn't take away from it's a step in the right direction to creating value for other people. And well, so I don't think I ever arrive at that mindset. Yeah. I think I have to constantly fight for that mindset. Otherwise, I just become selfish and, and absorbed in myself mm. like, like any of us are capable of being. Yeah, but why did, why did you, now we're, now we're changing the roles here, but and I need to have you on the podcast, but why did you change, why did you put down the pastor mic and pick up the social media mic? So... I, when I committed to being a pastor, mm-hmm. God shifted my heart to just want to serve people. And, and so the vein that at the time that he gave me was pastoring. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I didn't get, I didn't get into, this may sound weird to some people that listen, but like, I didn't become a pastor because I, I just wanted like you to believe in God the way I did. I became a pastor because I believed that that I had a secret weapon to helping people's lives be better. And I wanted to, to be a facilitator in, in helping you get there. But what happened was I realized that because of a title of pastor, people weren't being authentic with me. Yeah. All right. So if you said the F word all the time, well, you probably didn't say it around me because I'm a pastor. You didn't want to offend me. If you were drunk the night before and feeling kind of hung over, you weren't telling me that because I was the pastor and you didn't want me to judge you. You didn't want whatever. And I just woke up one day, man. It was like the title I now carry keeps me from being in front of people in their most authentic form. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's not willing to be authentic with me, then we can't grow a relationship, right? Vice versa. If I'm not authentic with you, we can never be friends. Yeah. And, and so I, that's when I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this business world thing. And so I'm literally operating in the business world with the heart of a pastor. Like that's who I am at my core. Why did you choose video? (laughs) I did. I didn't choose video, Jeff. Why would a big old fat guy (laughs) choose video? Like what the heck? Why, why would I do that? That doesn't even make sense. Right. Only the beautiful people should technically right. be choosing video. Right. Um, <laughs> the the reason that, that that all happened was obviously I was comfortable speaking in front of people having been a mm-hmm. pastor for a decade. But when we moved to Oklahoma and I started a roofing company, mm. I was just looking for advantages. And ju- similarly to your story, I wasn't a cold call guy. I didn't want to go do- knock doors okay. like I wasn't willing to do those things. And so I knew it's okay not to be willing to do them, 
if you're willing to do something else that other people aren't doing. Mm. And, and so at the time, Facebook Live had literally like just come out. And yeah. so I was the only roofer in Oklahoma City doing Facebook Live videos. Really? I mean, I'm on the rooftops and they're so stupid. No, who cares? Nobody cares about a shingle. But, but it, was, it was my first opportunity to go, this is weird. People do care. And this is really stupid. Now, maybe they're just tuning in to see me fall off a roof, but, and, and if that's true, I couldn't care less why you're watching. Right. Right. The fact that you're watching, I'm winning. Right. And, and so it was totally by accident that, that I even figured out this whole video thing, Mm -hmm. but it stemmed from, man, I really want to serve people. And if it requires me to be uncomfortable, then I'm willing to do it because of my desire to serve. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. And that actually kind of brings us back around to what you opened up with, which is, you know, what doesn't get talked about enough. And I think part two of that answer is, um, you know, with the first one being, you know, it's okay to struggle and it's all right to start at zero and you don't know what you're doing. I think part, part two of that answer is, um, if you want that thing, I love what you said a moment ago, which is, okay, if you're not willing to do video, for example, then what are you willing to do? Right. You know? And so it's like, you know, I, I sometimes ask my guests of uh, like, Hey, do you think you need to do video to be successful? And um, I think to your point, what one of the best answers I got was from Marcus Sheridan, which was no, but you know, what do you have? Right. That's, that's different. Do you have a podcast? Do you have a book, right. a newsletter or something that people can hook into and engage with? Because if I can't engage with you, right, then I've got to put you in a box and therefore I'm going to put you in the commodity box, which is just like everybody else. Right. Which is kind of an interesting dovetail as to why does video make sense? You've got to get, it's, you've got to also be willing to get uncomfortable. Um, you know, kind of ties into the whole story, like with me driving from Maine to San Diego, I was willing to get uncomfortable, right? right? That was not comfortable. This is by the way, before the internet, right? No mobile phones, none of that crap. Mom, I'll check in right. from a pay phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Get uncomfortable. Well, and, I mean, just how, how many LOs and, and realtors out there, like they don't want to knock doors. They don't want to cold call. They don't want to do video. Mm-hmm. It's like, You've got to pick something that's going to create discomfort for you to be successful in this industry. Like pick something, you know, you're never going to find a company that's like, here's your silver platter with 10 pre-approved leads on it. And they're waiting for your call. Mm -hmm. That's not real life. That's, that's not how this goes. Yeah. And so we've got to, at some point pursue discomfort Mm -hmm. and, and just continue to fight because we value the outcome, which is helping people with the greatest, you know, transaction that they'll ever have in their lives. Yeah. 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 And, you know, be, be patient with yourself, uh, allow yourself a little bit of grace and we suck at that. Yeah, I know. Because I remember, I remember my first, gosh, I don't even want to say few because that's not indicative enough (laughs) of how many it was. But, oh my gosh, I can think of so many videos that got zero views and then videos that got two and videos that got five and videos that got 11 and just 
going, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Right. Why did I start a podcast? My, this, this episode got three downloads. What I just wasted. I spent three hours right. trying to figure this out and edit. And for what? For three people to listen. And, and so we, we've got to just be bought into like, unless you're retiring at the end of this year, mm. you're going to be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's establish some anchor points yeah. that, that will help us. This might help. I, I think of this term called fading winner, um, which is there's a lot of people who've been in this business for a long time and they're succeeding because they are, are good with clients, good at talking, right? Yeah. Um, and they have a database, hopefully, that they've been maintaining and they you know, they get the ref- Let's just the, the, the refi boom. It's been crazy, right? Yep. So you've yep. been succeeding for the past X amount of years because of the, the market's been very favorable. But this term fading winner is we know this market's not going to last. We're actually even seeing it this week at this recording in terms of interest rates trending upwards. So yep. your refi stuff is tr- is trickling down. But the fading winner means you've been winning because of a favorable market and because you have past clients, you've been able to turn them over and stuff like that. But are you fading away from where the consumer attention has moved? It's kind of like that, the puck, the Wayne Gretzky example, right? It's like yep. the puck is moving, has moved. And if you haven't moved with it, they're still looking back going, yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle's my refi guy. Cool, cool, cool. But I'm not really engaging over there anymore. I'm yeah. engaging over here. And like we said a moment ago, if I don't have a way to engage with you, you are not top of mind anymore. You're kind of fading away from my attention. So that's another reason as to why we need to, you know, I remember Gary V. I I think he said, be a modern communicator using today's modern communication tools, which is this mobile phone right here. Yep. And this is what I tell all the time, get to use this. And I just heard Gary V say in a video the other day, he said, you know, he's like, Hey, he's like, I've, I did a podcast episode and the full episode got like 11,000 views on YouTube, but we took a 45 second clip from it. And that thing has 1.2 million views on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of people like you and I do this, but I think for a lot of people, they need to just start creating a little bit more long form content. Mm-hmm. because of all the additional trickle down opportunities that come from that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. I mean, I think the excuses are getting less the excuses of why not to do it. Good. You know, ex- I hope the, you're right. Well, it used to be harder. Like I remember I was on YouTube in 2006 creating videos and then I stopped and, and that's kind of why I pivoted to podcast partly is because I was traveling a lot back then and I was in my hotel room with the camcorder and all that stuff, yeah. right? 2006. And then I'm like, what would be easier? I'm like, why don't I just interview people? You know what I mean? That's a lot easier than mm-hmm. doing this video thing. And all of a sudden that took, well, now it's look at, look how easy this is, right? What you and me are doing. Yep. No reason why anybody listening to this right now couldn't do this with your partners, your affiliates, your, you know, whatever, local business. So the excuses, I think, are now just going to be focused on you. What excuses are you coming up with? I don't like it. I'm not comfortable on video. Neither am I. I'm looking at myself here going, Dude, geez, look at those age spots. Me you know? too. <laughs> but you got to say, screw it. Let's do it. And just be like, okay, are you all in on the future of your business? Or are you going to stay stuck in like, no, no, nah, I don't do it. I'm, I'm uncomfortable and, you know, whatever. Okay. Cool. I see young people all the time. You're absolutely right. I'm talking to millennials all the time. You know, these young people, I'm thinking a few in my mind who are 
you know, going all in on these various channels, Instagram, whatever, and they're building some pretty amazing. Matter of fact, yeah. here's one right here. I, I brought this up a second ago. Uh, this is a, uh, a quote from one of, one of the people I work with. Um, so this guy, again, just getting started. Why do I, why should I post on social media? What's the, well, you know, it's crickets, nothing. Okay. So this guy's sharing a win for the week. He had a, uh, this guy's a retail, a mortgage lender. He had a commercial lender call him because she needed to connect her builder with a good construction to perm loan officer, right? So these are, you know, a certain type of loan for new construction. This commercial lender saw his Instagram posts and connected him with her builder client that has 10 lots he's selling and wants all 10 lots to do a construction to perm. Come loan. on. Never would have met that referral if he wasn't on social. Didn't know her at all. Yep. That's the ROI. It's amazing. And unfortunately, it's not always trackable. Right. So yeah. people need to just listen to guys like us that we're telling you it works for every shape and size. I've never met someone that wasn't capable of attracting people to them on social media. Yeah. And by the way, by just being you. 100%. And some people's attraction is bigger than others. Only because they've been at it for a long time. Here's a great quote from James Clear. I might paraphrase a little bit. There are no high performance people, only high performance habits. Mm. Ooh. I read that. I was like, ooh, I hung out there for a minute on that one. That is <laughs> that is painful. But that hits me, it hits me in my heart. But for me, that was so freeing. Yeah. It, well, it is if your habits are good. Well, it's, even, it's if, not, even if they're not, it, we look at these big, by the way, you have a great perception yourself on social media. There's a perception like, I mean, look, we see people doing video. We uh, he's successful. Yeah. Don't you think that? Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Right. So you already have this perception that comes with you. But, but my take from that quote was like, you know, we used to think that, oh, certain people were superhero. And I'm not talking about sports athletes with actual real talent. You know what I mean? Granted, nobody on the Cowboys, but um, other Dude, people outside. I had it. to, I had to, right? Stop it. <laughs> but um, it's just the habits, man. Yeah. If the high performance habits. You, like you said, when you started video, you sucked. We all start sucking. Be yeah. willing to suck and yep. keep going. That's it. That. So I want to, I want to tie a pretty bow on this because this, okay. The, the, I've, I've loved I've loved this episode so much. I can't wait to get the feedback from it. But I want it would it would be a detriment to the people listening if we didn't take at least the last minute of this thing to for you to talk about. Well, we haven't even mentioned at all that you've written a book called Disrupt or Die, uh -huh. right? Which which uh, should be on on everybody's bookshelf that's inside of our space. Um. If you'd like to talk about that, you, I, you can, but, but sure. also the Mortgage Marketing Institute, mm -hmm. right? So what, what do people get of, you, you know, your coaching group that you have, what, mm -hmm. what do they get most out of being so closely tethered to you through Mortgage Marketing Institute? They become more attractive to the opposite or same sex, if that's your thing. Um, they become rich and wealthy. No. Uh, 
So uh, what we have is a, is a nice small community of, of loan officers who are committed to achieving real results. Um, I start with the fundamentals, which is um, your existing referral network or growing your existing referral network, because we all know that's the yeah. highest conversion source of business you have. So um, I start with helping uh, loan officers increase their real to referral relationships and partnerships. We do that in a number of ways, largely through teaching classes. And then we get into other stuff as well in our small group where people are doing YouTube channels, we're helping them level that up, their Instagram, social, whatever it is. It's a small group of accountability and then best practices. Um, and then there's the book, of course, which if people want to start there, they can actually get the book for free, just pay for shipping. I believe that's over at getdisruptordie.com, if I can be so bold. That's that will be linked in the show notes. Yeah. So the book is really... Um, I wanted to, this is going, I wrote, it was released in May of last year, 2020. And, um, it was supposed to be released earlier than that, but then COVID came out and I was like, hold on, <laughs> might be a little bit of a new addition to the book, Yeah, which there was, there was an additional kind of a forward or whatever you call it put in there. Um, but it's really about like the rise of the digital culture and like, you know, what's driving that and it's driving everything. Right. So the use of the mobile phone, social media, um, that technology is, is now within our entire lives everywhere. For example, here's a question, Kyle, what would freak you out more if you lost your car keys or lost your phone? Oh, my phone for sure. There you go. Yep. A, a nine out of 10 people say their phone, right? Yep. Because your entire life is here. 100%. Car keys, replaceable. I can actually get a ride from my phone. <laughs> That's true. And I can yep. call somebody, right? So, so it's this whole concept. The first I set up part one is like why technology is impacting our entire lives and you better adopt with that, right? You are, we're yeah. all being disrupted in all aspects in and out of our business life. Um, and then the second half is actual strategies and solutions and, and, and use cases from loan officers and realtors across the country who have pivoted and adopted and are doing well um, embracing this new digital um, world we live in. So that's kind of what the book it. is about. Yeah. I love it. So we'll have all that linked in the show notes. And I do, I do have one final question because I wanted right. to talk about this in the episode, but we didn't get to it. And I, okay. I th hopefully that's what makes this a good episode. Yes. Uh, why? To the, to the realtors and lenders that are listening, why would it benefit them to consider starting a podcast? Uh, you like these deep questions, don't you? You don't want a 60-second answer on that. Um, <laughs> hey, if you need three or four minutes, you know, this is my podcast. Right, we can do whatever right. the heck we want. You, you own the place, man. That's right. <laughs> so you just, you answer it however you, you see fit. I think so... When you say podcast, are we talking audio, video, both, either or? Yeah, any of it. Any version of a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think number one, if if you know if you feel that's your calling, kind of being led there, um, that because that gives you a platform to experiment. Number one. Yeah. Like like and and kind of find your voice. I think that's what a podcast can help do is find your voice. Yeah. Um, it's it's a simple way to. Uh, get some content produced and out there yep. and, and start to put those pants on, you know what I mean? Of interviewing, like I said, local business owners, become the community person, whatever, or just um, interview other subject matter experts. Um, you know, like real quick side example though, I was working with a loan officer the other day who was a former CPA and he's now just starting as an LO. And he's like, so what do I do? Right. And I'm like, well, were you, was tax taxes your specialty? He said, no, not so much more payroll. 
And I'm like, do you know any CPAs who are really great at taxes? Yeah. I go, well, why don't you team up with them, interview them about why realtors are overpaying the IRS, right? $12,000 a year on average and mm, unclaimed yeah. deductions, blah, 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 blah. He's like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's an easy way for you to kind of start on that, that content journey. I so would say. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I, I've just been blown away at, at the doors that my podcast has already opened for me. Yeah, man. You and are. again, yeah. I, I'm a nobody in the podcast world where I like, no one knows that I exist, but inside of my sphere, yeah. it, it's just added such a layer of credibility and expertise. All right, and I'm no you. different of a person than I was uh, six months ago when I started. And isn't that, like, how do you take that on? Right. How do you take that on when people are like that content? Well, you know, come on, you're coach Kyle and dude, you got this podcast. And all of a sudden there's like this, there's this like, well, you don't know Kyle when the camera goes off. It's and all weird. Of sudden, <laughs> right? Dude, I, it's, it's super weird. I mean, I was it speaking is. at an event last week Yeah. and one of the prizes they drew names for to give away was, was a mastermind lunch with me following the event. And my <laughs> wife's like laughing. She's like, so people want that? Like they want to spend right. extra time with you? So it's super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, it is. But that's the, you know, we I've, several other episodes we've we've dug deep into, you know, the whole like parasocial relationship. Mm. Which is just the fact that like the reason we can idolize famous people is because we see them on TV, we see them in movies and in our brains begin to kind of go, ooh, those people are special. They're different. You really want to know them one day. And now with social media, our brains are doing the same thing to just guys like you and I. Yeah. People I can just watch my Facebook live and their brain doesn't know it's different than seeing, you know, Brad Pitt on a movie. And, and I think that's the, that's the point. Let me, let's put a cap on it this way, which again, back to your opening question is what do you wish people would talk more about? I would say, that's our brain kind of tricking us to attach additional mm, um, worth, right? Or yep. I was going to say value, but anyway, worth or value to this person just because they're on this little box of video. Yep. But here's the truth, guys. We're just regular people, right? We're just doing our thing. And this makes us no extra different or more special than you. We've just decided to continue to work at it and try and keep going and keep going. That's the only difference is we're on the same video square. That's it. 100%. That I, I, yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So Jeff, how, how do people connect? Because obviously we crushed this episode and you even turned this episode around on me, which I don't <laughs> know if you're supposed to do in the podcast world. Uh, so I'll get you back one day yes, on a future episode have you back together. Um, yes, sir. How do people connect? Where do they find you? Uh, probably simplest. If they haven't checked out the podcast, they can go to mortgage marketing radio.com mortgage marketing radio. We also have a private Facebook group. If anybody wants to take it deeper in there, and yeah. that's, that's for the podcast peeps. Just go to Facebook, type in mortgage market radio. There you go. Easiest way. And we'll have all that in the show notes. Mm, Cause I'm I learning know. how to do all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Dude. Thank you so much, man, for coming on and hanging with me. My pleasure, bro. I'm going to return the favor as well. It was awesome. It was awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.